Hey, how are you? It's Mary Bicknell. Welcome to Lead a Life Uncommon, where every Monday you're going to get a little biz bite to start your week off right. And then every Wednesday, we're going to deep dive into all things personal growth, where my goal is to help you have an aha every single week. You know, this podcast is for you, for the woman who's the go-getter, who knows there's more inside. And you know what? You're ready to smash through that self-imposed glass ceiling so you can finally see what you're made of. Ready? Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Biz Bites Monday. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I can almost cry. I have one of my favorite people in the house with me, Nikki Roush. And Nikki and I go back a little ways. And you know, when I first met her, she's so generous. And I know she's going to be generous with you today. And she's one of these people that you have to follow. Make sure that you, we're just going to start with saying, um, your salesmaven.com right off the bat, right? I want you to go there and listen to her podcast, go to her website. Cause she's going to tell you a bunch of stuff today, but you need to be in her world. So Nikki, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so, so incredibly flattered to get to be on your podcast. You know, I brought you in for sure because you're brilliant and this is your area of expertise. And I'm going to share a little bit about your bio because I still remember this because I was like, does she still have the NASA thing in here? So really you're, you're the CEO of sales maven. And how long have you had that business now? I want to say like 10 years. years. Is it eight years? Yeah. Eight eight years years this, this month, actually. Oh my gosh. Eight years this month. So 25 years of experience. Um, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, NASA, Shattering Sales Records, Top Producer. You've got a couple books. You have your own podcast. So she's the legit thing, keynote speaker. And I brought her in because what you're going to hear is somebody who's telling you the truth and really giving you action steps and tangible takeaways. This is not going to just be a bunch of fluff. This is really about how can you improve the relationships with your clients. So let's start with that. But let me tell you why one of the things that I literally tell this story about, and I don't even know if you remember this, but you said said something to me years ago that stuck with me. And I tell people this, um, one of your books is about buying signals, but, yeah. but also it was about how you engage with people. And I want you to address this more. So I, I'm getting okay. to the point, right? Okay. So you said, um, women or people in general, I'll just be in general, people in general, when somebody compliments them and you poo poo their compliment that really you've insulted them. Do you remember saying that? Yeah. Yeah. So I call that, it's like, you're making disclaimers or you play small. Yeah. So somebody gives you a compliment and you know, you, you feel like, oh, I don't deserve a compliment. So I'm going to say like, oh no, this is it's not a big deal or it's another, that. Well, essentially you're saying to the person who just gave you that compliment, you're wrong. Yes. That hit me like a sledgehammer when you said that. Yeah. And it's not, you know, it's not like you're intentionally trying to be disrespectful or rude or any of that. It's just that we forget sometimes that somebody who goes out of their way to compliment you, admire something in you it might be a really big deal to them. And to you, you might be like, oh no, I don't deserve credit or, oh no, you know, my hair doesn't look that great today or whatever it is. Right. But to them, it might feel like a big deal. And so by acting like it's not a big deal, it's, it kind of diminishes them in a little, in, in a way. And I know that's not intentional, but that's what happens. So when you get a compliment, say, thank you. (laughs) you don't need to, you don't need to elaborate. You don't need to play small. You don't need to poo poo it. Just 
acknowledge. And I always say, I, I don't say, thank you. I agree. I'm a really big deal. Right. Like, I don't mean that, but to just say, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Like that's enough to say to the other person, I see you. And I appreciate that you extended yourself to me in some way. Thank you for sharing that. So I led with that so that everyone can hear that this is your presence. This is who you are. This is the level of what you want to impart to, to your, to your clients, to your audience, to my audience. And this is, I believe a shift in how we think about even making those relationships and connections. I mean, you're a sales expert. And so you can hear the genuineness. They're truly caring about the other person. And I believe so strongly that when we're selling that is the attitude that we have just exactly what you shared. Like, what are we thinking about the other person? And are we even thinking about the other person and are we taking them into consideration? And and so you're so considerate. I I wanted to shatter people's constructs of what are salespeople, right? I love sales. You love sales. I think it's a beautiful way to make a connection with people but a lot of people don't have that. So can you speak about that? Really the, the critical nature of building that kind of relationship and give us, get, this was a beautiful example, but go ahead and give a, a couple other little examples or tips in there that, that in this, our 10 minute bite okay. they have to take away. Well, okay. So the idea is one of the biggest mistakes I think people make is yeah. they think that sales is something you do to somebody yeah. and it isn't. Sales is something you do with somebody Mm. and it's about relationship. And we often forget because we get caught up in our own head about like, oh my gosh, are they going to think I'm salesy? And are they going to think this about me or that about me? We forget that the other person that we're in conversation with, you know, at some point we have to establish they have a need or a want something that we can help them with. And we are doing a disservice if we don't invite them to take that next step with us. They're missing out on making some type of a change in their life or, you know, whether it's a product or a business, it doesn't really, or service, it doesn't really matter. It just matters. Like, are you giving people the opportunity to invest in themselves, to be confident and proud of the fact that they're somebody who, you know, makes investments in things that matter to them. And if you don't, go through the selling process, if you don't make it easy for somebody to buy from you, to take that next step with you, because you're worried about, I'm going to be salesy, or they're going to think I'm pushy or aggressive, then oftentimes they leave that interaction feeling very unsatisfied with you. And then some, in some ways unsatisfied with themselves because they didn't get a result. It's like, oh, I just can't find anybody who can help me with blah, blah, blah but you could have helped them. You just were too caught up in thinking about you and what's going on for you. So when you start acting like, and really embracing that sales is something you do with somebody and you make it so super simple for them to take the next step. And the the way you make it super and simple to take the next step is you issue invitations along the path of the conversation. You ask permission before you launch into a sales pitch. So an example of that would be, let's say that you and I are having a conversation. I get a, I get a sense that there's some way we might work together. I might say to you, you know, Mary, I do actually have an idea of a way that we might work together. Would you be interested in hearing more about that? Notice I don't go, Hey, Mary, you should hire me. And here's why. And if you don't, your life is going to fall apart. We're all sick of that kind of selling. Yes. 
We are sick of that kind of selling. So that was yeah. a great example. That was a great example. First of all, I just love that you said that this is with someone, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like you said to some, we're not harming people. No, we're not twisting people's arms. No. One of the things I, I think about is like, you know, when people say, well, I don't want to twist somebody's arms. It's, it's also like, but you, you know, they're also, you're kind of taking away that other person's power a little bit that to think that you're so powerful that you're going to twist <laughs> their arm and talk them into it. And we don't really want to, I don't know about you. And I'm sure that with your clients, you don't want them. And of course you don't teach them and coach them and consult with them on talking anyone into anything. No. And I think that is a, another thing. Like, I don't want to talk. Well, first of all, I think here's my bigger question and then address this. The, the examples that you're giving and the tips that you're giving, I know. And so just confirm this in case I'm wrong, <laughs> um, that it's really, this is a uh, with any sales, right? So, yes. and any size sale, whether it's yes. a couple thousand, a couple million, because mm-hmm. I know you have a variety of clients that come to you to be more effective in selling. So this isn't just for, you know, even one to, this is, this can be for someone who's selling something large too, correct? Or or high value, high dollar. Yes. Yes. Because, well, here's where my stuff doesn't work just to be really clear. Yeah. Is people, because people often say, well, Nikki, you've never sold blah, blah, blah. So how can you teach somebody how to do that? And here's my answer is if you're selling to people, I can help you. Yeah. Whether you're selling to them via email, whether you're selling to them, you know, in face-to-face conversations, video conversations, phone conversations, because it doesn't really matter what title or the amount of money the the person that you're selling to, what their title is or how much money they have, they're still a person. Yes. And nobody wants to be treated like a big old wallet walking around. So when you start investing in relationship and you start learning how to build rapport and be strategic in your conversation to make it easy for the other person, your job in selling is not to convince anybody to buy from you or hire you. Your job is to understand what's the need, what's the problem, what's the want, and then deliver with their permission, a possible solution to meet that need want with an invitation to hire you And that's really like, I cannot break sales down into a more like simplified answer than that. Well, that's perfect. So that's our 10 minutes, but let's keep going. Okay. Okay. So, so I love that you shared, um, I know that you have buying signals, right. But I would also like, I think that what's helpful too, is like maybe a a one or two of those. And Mm -hmm. let me ask it this way. What do you think are the glaringly obvious to you, right? That may not be glaringly obvious to some people who haven't sold things, right? And you've sold big dollar things and smaller mm-hmm. dollar things, yep. like the entire full gamut. So what do you think is like the, the thing with all of your clients, like the number one glaring thing that they just miss, that they just, besides that, you know, you want that establish the relationship and it's with somebody and you're not convincing. What do you think is the next thing that is like the glaring, oh my God, this is so obvious when they finally hear you say, here it is. Yeah. Well, it is buying signals because buying signals are verbal and nonverbal cues that people give that indicate interest. And oftentimes people totally miss them. So I'll give you some examples. Perfect. Um, So for instance, somebody asks you, what are the different packages? What are the different ways to work with you? And this is the wrong response. Go check my website out and, and look at my packages. You just missed a buying signal. Bye-bye. Right. Okay. So instead, what I want you to say when someone says, what are the ways to work with you? 
And you might have multiple ways. You might say, there's a few different ways to work with me. Is it okay if I ask you a couple questions, find out what's important to you, and then I'd be happy to share like the option or options that might be the best for you. That's a way to initiate a conversation. Or you could say, there are three main ways to work with me. I work with clients privately. I do master classes, and I have a membership called the Sales Maven Society. Which of those are you interested in hearing more about? Like that's another thing. So notice that when I get a question, a potential buying signal, my job is to answer the question and then follow up with an invitation. And the invitation in that is, which are you interested in hearing more about? Yes. Excellent. So to this point, do you say that right on the cuff? Here's some examples. Like you're out in a networking thing and Mm -hmm. somebody's like, oh, you just came off stage or maybe you didn't. You're just like standing around having the coffee, doing the slap in the hands before. Right. And some, right. I mean, cause we've all done that. So it's like, is it, um, when is the time to say what you just, the example, which is perfect and Mm -hmm. beautiful that you gave, or how do you navigate like the time constraints? Or what if somebody's messaging you or they're emailing you, you Mm -hmm. know, how can we work together? Like, when is the time that you would say, get on a call or do you, do you like doing sales calls? Like what about the sales calls? And the reason I'm asking this is because we do have automated funnels. We do Mm -hmm. have invitations via email. Mm -hmm. Can you speak a little bit more about that? Like, is there a time that's better to say, let's get on a call or short of the obvious that we don't have a moment right here? Yeah. Um, and how do you differentiate between somebody just like um, shopping you, right? Yeah. So you might ask them a question. So when they say, what are different ways that you work with clients? Yeah. I might say, there are three main ways I work with clients. I answer the question and I say, Uh, was there something in particular you were interested in? So I'm going to check to see what's going on. Now that could be in DM. That could also be at a live networking event. If somebody said that to me now, if they say, well, I'm thinking about working with a, you know, I think I've heard some things about, you know, a sales coach. I'm wondering if I need one, I'm going to then issue an invitation right there and say, well, what do you think about a scheduling a time just to get to know each other better? And talk a little bit about ways I might be a resource to you. Do you have your calendar available? And then I'm going to pull out my calendar on my phone and hopefully they'll pull out, which they usually do pull out their calendar. Then we get a time scheduled. Then yes, I want to have what I call a discovery call with this person. And the objective of a discovery call is to identify quickly. Am I talking to a potential client? Do I have something that will serve them? And if not, I'm going to bless and release that person in the kindest, nicest, fastest way so that it's not a time suck for me or for them. And in DM, the way that I'll typically do this or in email, if I'm getting some buying signals from somebody, I'm going to answer the question. So I always, I I believe it's super important to answer. If you get a direct question, you need to give a direct answer. Yes. And then you can follow up and say, now, what do you think about a scheduling a time to chat? And then I actually give three ranges of time. So I might say, what do you think about a scheduling a time to chat? Here are a few possible times. Please pick a time that works best for you. Monday, anytime between three and 4 PM. And, you know, and I just kind of do this. I give three yeah. times and then oftentimes people might say, well, here's my calendar link schedule with me. Or they might say, um, Nikki, I'll take three on Thursday. Perfect. Now we get on a call together, but if they're in this place of like, Nikki, I just want to buy your book. Like, I'm not going to get on a discovery call for that, but I will happily send them the links and say to them, 
you know, if you have a question, please let me know. I'd be happy to answer that for you. Yes. One of my coaches, favorite people in the world, we were talking about him earlier. He often says, most people are one question away from hiring you. You have to give them the opportunity to ask you the question. And so this kind of goes back to my whole philosophy around selling is that it's conversational and conversation means I ask you questions, you ask me questions, and we have real dialogue and that can happen in email face-to-face DM, whatever. So good. Thank you. Do you, um, there's so many questions I want to ask you, but do you, do you, to this point about qualifying, right? I guess, you know, you said to somebody's like, Hey, how can we get on a call? So I can ask you how to buy your book, obviously. Right. You're going to be like, thank <laughs> you so much that you want to buy my book. Yes. I'm thrilled out of my mind. And here's my, and, you know, here's my link to my website or Amazon or wherever it, all yes. this is right. Yeah. But to the point about like historically, or do you currently, do you have a qualifying process? You know, whether it's they schedule something and they fill out an application or they fill out a questionnaire, like how do you at this point in your career, because I know it's so successful and um, you know, what, what's the process or, or somebody, you know, in general, what would, do you consider people should have a qualifying process or a questionnaire? And then what happens if they don't qualify? I guess really like, then you're like, hopefully they've, you've got something that you can also offer them, but what's the, what's the process there? So for me, the way I have it set up is there are only two ways that you can get on a live call with me without paying me money. The first one is I have what's called a selling strength assessment. And this is an opportunity. And I do do these live with people where I walk them through a selling strength assessment. And the objective is at the end, they learn some things about them and their selling skills. And it also helps me identify pretty quickly you know, am I talking to a potential client or not? And if not, again, blessing release. And if so, and after, and I have a pretty good close rate with those because people who are going to take that time to have that call with me are going to get on it. Now, the only other way you can get on a call with me is a very specific link that says work with Nikki, have questions about ways to hire Nikki and which is the best option for you schedule here. So I'm saying in that qualifier, this is not a pick Nikki's brain question. Because right underneath there, I have an option that says spotlight coaching session with Nikki, 15 minutes, ask any question you want, $195. Right. People pay me money for those. Like I sell a few of those (laughs) every couple months. Somebody will be like, I need a, I just need a question. Now, if I get on a call with somebody and they're just like, Hey, can I just ask you some sales questions? I just say to them, that's actually something that I do in a strategy session. Would you like to talk about booking one of those. And I'm happy to go over the pricing for that. Cause I'm saying to them right off the bat, like I don't coach during these calls. This is not a free coaching call with me. And again, it's not in a unkind way, but I'm really clear about this is my expertise. I get paid money to, to give it. And if I'm giving you tailored answers that are specific to your business, that, that you're going to pay me money for that. Um, okay, let's all pause for a minute. Did okay. you hear? I love that. Amen. So solid. And yes, 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 all around. Right. And I think this is a dilemma that a lot of people have because they have somebody on a call. And I think that a lot of sales are lost because of over delivering on calls or mm-hmm. I, that because they've not set it up to say, Cause I think in the, in, you know, like we want to answer questions, but we don't want to necessarily answer, like, we don't want to answer the questions necessarily that are like, 
you know, here's all the answers. What would be the in- incentive for anybody? It, it would be illogical for them to be like, yes. And why I say this, because this is definitely a mistake I made in the very beginning. I had 35 no's in a row. And that's because I was answering every single possible question that they could answer, you know, uh, or they could ask me and I, and they were crying and they're like, hold on, Mary, let me go get my piece of paper and write all this down. It's so good. And then I was like, I think this is too much. Right. So how do you navigate where there's a line that if somebody has a question that, you know, what's the line, what's the difference really between this is payable, if you will, Mm -hmm. and this is to provide awareness that I, I understand what would be in your best interest or what would be good for you or, or however, like what would be, um, an idea, like, how do you navigate that? Cause I think that a lot of times and whether it's new salespeople or salespeople have been around a while and have gotten lazy, maybe it's easy just to answer a question. Cause you know, the topic. Yeah. Okay. So I have two, two answers to it. So we'll see if you like both, but <laughs> first, like the shortest answer is it's the difference between giving somebody the what versus giving them the how yeah. you pay me for the how I'm happy to give you the what. So if somebody's like, I don't really, you know, I'm struggling with this part of my business. I might say, you know, learning to create curiosity is definitely something that will make a difference here. And this is how you're going to start to have more sales conversations. Well, how do I create curiosity, Nikki? That's something that I have a sales training for and also work with clients privately on which of those options are you interested in hearing more about? So I'm going to check in with that. And the reason for that is because we like those of us, everything that you do in your business, I mean, I know because you've been my coach, you're an amazing coach and my business transformed from working with you. The idea is if you have all these resources that are your expertise, it makes up what you are. And I always, I describe this as imagine behind you, every resource that you have at your disposal, all your knowledge, everything that you bring to the table in a session, it's like a big, beautiful beach of resources. And it's so like, it's so packed full, but people don't know what you know. Right. So they show up in a conversation and you give them what to you is like a grain of sand because you know, behind you is this beautiful beautiful beach, but they don't know about the beach. They think that grain of sand is the beach. And then they don't think they need to hire you. Oh my God. That's so good. Because now they're like, Oh my gosh, I got to go write this down. This was so good. But you know that that one little thing isn't probably going to get them to where they're really wanting to go. The only way they're going to get there is by getting access to the beach and the resources on the beach. And that means they have to invest in order to get it. Because the other thing too, and you know, there's a lot, I have a lot of content out in the marketplace that's there for free. You know, you can listen to every podcast that I've done, every blog post that I've written, you know, tons of free trainings. And, you know, I speak all the time, all of these things, like you can get that and you can go get it for free, but the people who get my stuff for free rarely implement it because they didn't invest in it. And the people who come and pay me money and I tailor answers to them and I give them things, they get big, big results. And they come back and they're like, oh my gosh, you changed my business. I just got a message this week from a woman when we first started working together, her goal was to get to $10,000 a month. And one year later, she's like, remember when I just wanted to do $10,000 a month, I'm doing $40,000 a month from what I learned from you. Now that's not like, Hey, look at Nikki. She's so great. No, that's like, Hey, look at her. She invested in herself. She implemented what I taught her and she got big results. I always say implementers get results. And that's, that's who I want to work with implementers. 
Yes. And before we, me too. Right. And you're definitely an implementer. Yeah. And, um, and we were just saying that before the call, right. You know, I like to work with women who are willing to, that already have some scars on their knees and are willing to fall down and get back up, you know, and are re- willing to run. But back to your metaphor, is that the right thing? A metaphor? I love that. Yeah. I love that. Right. It's like, and, and it's like, whether it's the sand on the beach or like a little, you know, a little like Costco bite. And then there's the Mm -hmm. whole freaking, you know, it's like, I love that. And that's so true. And I agree that, you know, it's also, I think a little bit about why we do this just, you know, because we think that it's helpful. We're giving them a little something and we forget, we devalue almost like our Mm -hmm. wealth of knowledge or not us. I mean, I know we don't, and a lot of people don't, but I mean, it can, you can fall into the tendency to be like, it's not that big of a deal. I'm just giving her this one little thing. Well, to her, to you, like you were saying, it's one little tiny something, something, because there's so much that, you know, there's so much about sales and human behavior and all the psychology and all the things, you know, if you would just give her that one little thing, she thinks it's everything, but you know, but because she doesn't know what she doesn't even know. I think that's really the piece she, your, our clients don't even, they don't even know what they don't even know. So Mm -hmm. one little piece of something feels so big to them because they don't know everything. I love that. That was so good. I'm going to totally write that down and and use that and share that and direct you just like I did. Um, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, we could talk all day. I love talking to you. I always learn things. I just value your expertise and knowing that you're doing great things out in the world and knowing that your clients cranked out that 40 grand month. And that is life changing life transformational. Yeah. So I I'm going to have all of the links here, but I do want you to tell us, like, I know you have a, a ebook. I do tell us a little bit about that. So it's the ebook is closing the sale. And it's really about how to boost your confidence in those sales mm. conversations. And I talk about the last three steps in the process that I teach, which is known as the selling staircase. And your audience can get that by going to your sales maven. It's M-A-V-E-N.com forward slash uncommon. So this is specifically for your listeners. I'd be happy to gift that to you. Please go download it. It's packed full of tips, a little bit of language suggestion. And the idea is to really get you more confident in your sales conversations. Beautiful. So I always like to ask, so tell me a little bit about what do you consider um, your life, how you are leading a life uncommon? Wow. That's such a great question. You know, uh, I have had the really amazing privilege because of my business, because I am putting myself out there because I make offers on a regular basis. I get to work with people now around the world and I actually work way less than I've ever worked in my whole life. And my business is continuing to grow and thrive. So to me, that's, a very life uncommon. Cause that's not, you know, I didn't grow up around people who didn't work 40 hour weeks and you know, that's just so outside of. So glad for you. I'm so glad. Thank you, Nikki, so much for coming on everybody. Make sure you go grab that. All the links will be available. And until next time, make sure that you remember to go lead a life uncommon. Bye everybody. Hey, you've been listening to lead a life uncommon podcast. I'm here helping you create a life to allow you to do whatever the heck you want to do whenever you want to do it. If you got some value out of this, I'm going to ask you pop over and give a five-star review, subscribe and share this with a girlfriend, you know, is ready to lead a life in common herself. And I want to give you a couple of things. Number one is pop over to marybicknell.com slash podcast. I have something called the guide to your hidden thoughts around money and success. 
you're going to uncover some good stuff there. It's a little workshop I'm giving to you. And another thing I want you to take advantage of is this exercise I did all around connecting with your evolved future self. You're going to love this exercise. It's going to be fantastic. In fact, when you're done, please, please, please go and tag me on Instagram or any of the socials and tell me what you thought. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say and I'll chat with you soon. Bye now.